Welcome to Beer Net Radio. Listen to on every continent except Antarctica. B double E double Beer. Beer Net Radio. Good. How was, how was travel? Kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie, it was pain in the ass. No, it was fine. It's just um, I was flying through Charlotte, so there was some weather. But uh, yeah, I'm back. Got my dog here. Was gone for a few days. We actually went Friday, so I took Millicent. We uh, spent the whole weekend in Manhattan. Oh wow! Uh, hit a few restaurants. Hit a few hot dog stands. You know the drill. Well, good. We listen. I appreciate you guys being on. Welcome to BeerNet Radio. This is the beer industry podcast where all your dreams come true. <laughs> it's a tall order. But uh, all right, we're here with Patrick Tickle and Bill Cray. I, I, I butcher your name every time, Bill. It's it's Crotch. Crotch, okay, yeah. Just and it's Crotch. It's, it's actually Crotch. Crotch, Crotch, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah. These are the guys from Encompass Technologies, obviously. And, you know, we were talking ahead of the call and you guys may not know, you may, you may say, Harry's just a beer writer. And that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a beer writer, <laughs> but I am a Raz nerd. And what wow. Raz nerd means to you young greenhorns out there is I am a route accounting systems nerd. And what, so let me just, for, for the young folks out there, these guys do so much more than route accounting, quote unquote. What route accounting started as is that when a route driver left the building in the morning, he left with cases. The theory is, is that he would come back with either cases or the dollar amount that those cases are worth. <laughs> but one of those two. And it's so it's simple. the end of it. It's a simple it, formula. It's a simple formula, beer in, money out. So at the end of the day, it was route accounting. Literally, when you got back, you had to check in and you had to either produce the beer or produce the money. Boom. And it was real easy. You know, in cash states like Texas, you actually had cash. There were safes on the trucks. Those were the old days. It's electronic mostly now. But so that's where I started in the 90s. We had I worked at a Houston distributorship. And and I, since I was young and knew how to use a spreadsheet, which was just coming along, I was the route accounting guy. So that's how I got roped into it. And it was just a brick coupled with a phone line. You know the drill. Try and get to find a phone in the afternoon to get your order in at a certain time so it could be built and put on a pallet and sent out the next day. 24-hour pre-sale. Bing, bada, boom, boom. Now it's so much better. You You have information going both ways. It's all through the ether. Everything's on the cloud. So let's... I thought a good place to start is now that I've now that I've given a speech and I've explained a little bit about route accounting is and tell us a little bit uh, first of all tell us about um, where you started because you're and uh, and where you are now in your business cycle I guess I'll, I'll jump in on kind yeah of you the, should go first Bill for sure the history so Encompass Technology started in two thousand and one. And it, it was cloud-based from, from day one, which is back then it wasn't called the cloud. Like it was barely even called the internet really with, with some people. I was one of the very, very first users of Encompass at Pioneer Distributing in Sterling, Colorado, 
I'm 19 years old working as a, a route hand and being the kid, like I got to use the software, right? And, yeah. and it, was, it was super simple. It's like type in what you left with, type in what you brought back. Right. Today, it's a billion times more than that. Right. There's there's maps where there's geolocation on where the truck is at all times. You're constantly communicating back and forth. You're chatting. You're you're making phone calls through the software. Like it's intense. Like all of the things that can happen inside of the the software are a thousand years ahead of where we were even in 2001. Um, and today, as as a company, we're we're marching even further ahead. Right. And, and, and now it's, it's more of, um, instead of just taking the order off a brick, you know, you've got, uh, you, you've got a handheld, you know, I'm sorry, an iPad type or whatever, you know, something that, that you can actually see sales in the store, shelf inventory, suggested order, that sort of thing that we're looking at. And, and how does that save time uh, for these guys out in the trade? Here's the, like the coolest, like the Cadillac plan. Of, yeah, let's uh, give me the Cadillac. I'm I'm Harry's. I've got a big distributorship in San Antonio, Texas. We've got five thousand accounts. We sell five million cases a year. It's a beautiful business. And uh, how am I going to save time? Because my, my I got these salesmen out there, and they're just uh, jacking around. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's all they ever do, right? No, that, 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 that never happens. No, never happens. <laughs> no. no. Um, so, so the, the Cadillac plan, the one thing that you want, right, is you don't want to have your guys, your highly paid professionals, the face of your organization every single day out in the trade, those salesmen, you don't want to waste their time just counting the boxes, right? You, what would be great is if, in their iPad that they use to help sell new items and more things in at retail, that the inventory was just already at there, right? And then so the Cadillac plan has that via connection with the with the retailer from the computer system that the retailer is using, just brings that information all the way in. So now I'm not spending four or five hours at a big box store counting all the inventory. It's just there. And now I can spend two hours driving the conversation around what is this new product going to do for you? How does it compare with something that already exists? Maybe there's a hole and we need to fill it with something else, but Hey, I've got the solution, right? Harry's, Harry's beer distributor has the new beverage of choice that is going to fill that hole and be, and be a profitable hole for that retailer. That's the job that the sales rep wants to be doing. Nobody wants to count boxes. Yeah. Right. So yeah, let me maybe you know, Harry. So first of all, I, uh, the first thing I'm going to say is you you mentioned this. You know, BeerNet Radio is where dreams come true. I will say I've yeah. joined I joined Encompass three months ago, and like my dream, my personal professional dreams have come true because I'm actually on BeerNet Radio. Like I never would. <laughs> you know what? You've made it. I'm a long time. I'm a long time like Silicon Valley, Austin, Texas, <laughs> enterprise software guy. And if you had ever said to me someday you're going to be on BeerNet Radio, I. <laughs> This day would never come. Never Listen, happen. Listen, I, I would so put it I'm on your LinkedIn right profile. I'm uh, right. I'm jumping right in. I'm all about uh, dreams true. It's awesome to good. be here. You know what? You're at the pinnacle of your career. It's not. Exactly. Don't be ashamed to say it. I'm glad you're out here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. But but I actually think to jump on Bill's point, the Cadillac thing, and you made a comment. You know, you said you know. How do we, you know, how do we, how do we get the guys in the field to stop jacking around and like, you know, you know, being more efficient with their time, right? Like, you know, how we best, 
I think that is, that's super, that is a, again, with my three months of experience in the space, that's obviously a super important part of any RAS solution. And historically, I would say that's what RAS was all about, right? Let's make people more efficient. I think what Bill's alluding to is the other side, that, and maybe I would say the pivot that's happening, you know, in the world of RAS right now is it's just as much about the lift as it is about the efficiency, right? And I think that's, you know, that's what data, you know, all this connectivity, like, and, you know, all the, you know, the electronic infrastructure, what that's now enabling and the use case that Bill talked about is bringing the lift to every distributor, right? So I think it's, it's like, yeah, we can make it more efficient, right? But look, everybody's, you know, what, you know, 4% more sales per month, you know, is that's real money, right? And sure. now the RAS value proposition is like shifted from just being this you know, make your make your business run more efficient. You're in a distributor business where every penny counts. You know, like let's squeeze every ounce of operational efficiency out of this business because that's what makes brings more money to the product, to the bottom line. I think the new, you know, the new people, the people that are leveraging RAS, you know, kind of with the new RAS, you know, to its full potential in the Cadillac scenario are getting the benefits of efficiency, but they're actually seeing the, the benefits of lift on the revenue side, right? And that's like, like that's like super exciting, right? When all of a sudden you can like say, look, I'm not just here to like save you, you know, X dollars a month, but while we're saving you X dollars a month, we can actually, you know, find another 4% of sales per month. I mean, that's like a big, big shift, right? And that's yeah. that I would say that's the difference between kind of traditional RAS and probably the RAS you built in Lotus One, Two, Three, <laughs> and right. uh, and 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 the RAS of today, which is a very, very different thing. Right, and that's a that's a great point, and I think that's that's worth reiterating. Is wasted time has been what we've been tackling for twenty years, yeah. And but actively selling is kind of the next frontier, and 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 getting these guys trained to do that. I mean, just just like Bill said, knowing the inventory in the store before you walk in is huge, especially with so many SKUs now. I couldn't do it. Like when I used to merchandise as a kid. I would go find a lottery ticket and a pencil and that, that's how I would write the inventory. And, you know, it, it took forever. And, and that was with 12 SKUs. Imagine now. <laughs> so I, I, I totally get that. And, and, you know, another pain point that I'd like to, that that's always been a pain point. This is forever. It's just the simple thing of knowing what's authorized in each store mm. or what should be in each store. Like, Communicating that has been code hangers and and <laughs> and, and, duct and, and, and duct tape and gum. Oh, basically, te texting. Hey, don't forget HEB number four doesn't have ranch water in its author. It should be a display in there, and you forgot to put it in last week. You know, but that's how it's worked. A text, and you know, counts calling and people texting and everybody's mess. Oh my, this person needs a hot shot. You know, preventing all of that nonsense is to me, a great value add. Now, let's talk about, and I want to get back to that, but because it is important, let's talk about what happens or what's, what happens when the order gets shipped to the warehouse. You, you have some ways of connecting with automation. Is that right? So, so tell me, like, mm -hmm. what's going on inside the four walls that, that, that Encompass and RAS is, is in general uh, improved upon in the last few years. It sounds like you've been to Texas City or or Gulfport recently. 
I haven't been there, but I have heard about, uh, you know, some of these conveyor systems and, you know, dark warehouses and, you know, just, uh, science fiction vision box. Yeah. Best, product, best product name in the history of, in the history of software, the vision box. Vision box. I love it. This, this stuff is, we've got six patents on it, um, which is crazy, right? To have, have that many patents on just moving boxes from, from one place to another. But what the, what the vision box in the, on the automated control systems do it, it does. And I'm sure many people have seen a conveyor go through either, you know, a wine and spirits distributor or a beer distributor. And there's always people slapping labels on boxes so that it can be read by the machine and go through the vision box makes it so you don't have to use a single sticker ever. Like there are no stickers. So a, just that waste is gone. Um, and then B, you're faster because you're not even doing that job, that part of the, of the job. You don't have to do that. And then, so what happens is now accuracy is a multitude higher when you take that label out of the game and speed is extremely consistent. And the, where, where it has fundamentally changed a warehouse is on the labor side, right? So where the job of picker would be something that was kind of a transitional job. You get you never had the same people, the same crew longer than three months where now that that's changed where we've got the same crew in buildings for two years. And because it's not as hard and they're not, they're not working 20 hours a day and they're not working crazy hours. You know, they're working normal hours for a normal duration of time and they're not wore out at the end of the day. They're doing a job that is frankly easier to do. Um, because of being assisted by this automation. So it's, it's had a ton of, a ton of benefits that we didn't even know going into it. Um, but as it's been out in the wild, like we're starting to see like these really crazy benefits that are awesome on a, a whole ton of fronts that makes it um, just a great solution for, for the beer business. And it's and so, when, and when you're talking about this and, and just to be clear, so, you know, one of the things that you want to prevent is a mispick. That, that's very costly. It gets, especially if it gets to the store, you know, and then you have to bring it back and, uh, you know, it's, it's a bring it, enter it back into inventory. It's a mess. If it comes and back. If it comes back. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, and I think this vision box, is that what it's called? It goes through kind of a scanner and it reads the case and it tells the computer what the case is without having to identify it. So, you know, that's the real case. Is that, is that what I'm describing? Yes. Yeah. And, and not only then does it know like what that is, right? So um, I got to, how do it know? How do it know? How do it know? It's that artificial intelligence thing. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's a, it's patents. It's like secret, secret sauce. Man. Secret sauce. Okay. All right. The, the, the so. unique thing about um, beer boxes is they're just like snowflakes. No two are exactly the same. <laughs> what, now what, but seriously, like, I don't want to get too far in the weeds, but, if, if somebody changes their packaging, do you have to kind of change the software or, or is it reading like a barcode or something? It, it, it learns, it self-learns. Um, so initially that was the thing, like we had to, you, if you got a new package, just run it through the system so that it could recognize it. Now it, it self-learns, like you don't even have to do that exercise. Like as packaging changes and the colors and, and now there's a football team logo on it or whatever, it recognizes that and picks that up as it goes. And it just knows it just, so it, 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 you're, what you're telling me, if I'm hearing you correctly, Bill, is that, is that this robot will be my boss someday and your <laughs> boss too. 
and all of our bosses. And it will, what are we even doing here? Is it going to run my podcast too? Is it going to make my dreams come true? Yeah. You've seen, you seen the matrix. Yeah. I've seen the matrix. Okay. I will right, say so, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit of the broken record thing, you know, because I think on every side of this, I'm, you know, Bill and I are going to have this, uh, you know, constant like yin yang about, you know, he talked about how much it changes the world on the labor side. Right. But look, I guarantee you, right. That whether it's fewer mispicks or product being on the shelf a day, a day earlier than, you know, through the automation, than if it was done in a manual way, that's going to equal revenue, right. It's going to turn into sales, you know, all the way down at the retailer. Right. I mean, you think about, think about Amazon, right. Like maybe the most, you know, sophisticated, efficient supply chain, but it's ultimately about when you go to hit the button, do they have that thing in stock, you know, so that when you want to buy it, you get it right. I all guarantee right. you all that, you know, all that supply chain, you know, drives a ton of efficiency, but it, it absolutely drives lift in sales, right? And, right. and so even though this might, the vision box might sound like it's this thing that sits on top of a, you know, warehouse automation conveyor belt system, I guarantee you the ROI of that flows all the way through the retailer and moves more product faster, you know, and, uh, and you know, creates revenue lift, you know, while you're getting the efficiency at the same time. It's it's right. an extension of e-commerce, Harry. So I'm I'm the e-commerce guy at Encompass Technologies, and I just told you a ton about very specific automated system inside of a warehouse. The reason why I know this and the reason why I care is because it it's the the last step to like maximizing your e-commerce footprint. Because the the DSD link, the the app you're going to use to order stuff on, what changes the game there is now you can have ten thousand SKUs. Like there is no limit to the number of SKUs you can have. Be now they're in front of the consumer, the, the retailer who's buying it. You can just have more things. Now, if you have more things, you're going to need to have a fulfillment center, right? Not a beer warehouse with a pick line. You need a fulfillment center. And that automation turns your operation into that. So you got your front of your house, that e-commerce tech savvy and customer service oriented. The back of the house is a fulfillment center. And beer distributors are like perfectly primed to be these optimal 24-hour delivery systems that specialize specifically in are super efficient, but also drive more growth, right? And that's, Absolutely. That's, again, also back to you, that's unlocking the growth side of, uh, of the business. You know, that's what all this data and e-commerce really is going to make, and automation, right, is really going to make possible for uh, distributors. They get the efficiency yeah. along the way, but the real, I think the real value for the distributor owner is like, we can show you growth that you just didn't have access to before. Exactly. Right. You can have, uh, you know, you can have a long tail in your portfolio without adding a lot of, well, you're adding complexity, yeah. but not uh, uh, as much complexity as you used to. And that always has been a pain point, right? That's the yeah. whole argument against bringing on more SKUs and, and you got to reach that balance. And okay. And so there's two more things that I want to talk about. One of the reasons you're here is that you, you somehow got Ray Guerin uh, to be on your board. I've known Ray for 20 years. Great guy. Obviously, Ray uh, just coming off of being CEO and chairman of, of Ray's Beverage Group. Um, they have been, Ray's has always been forward thinking as far as um, electric ordering and getting sure. getting, getting product talk. to market. And one thing that, that Ray's is good at is getting rid of exceptions, getting rid of hot shots, getting rid of false orders, uh, missed picks. Those kind of, you know, because those eat money and, you know, getting the order right the first time and getting it on the shelf and priced, 
the first time is really a, a kind of a secret sauce that raises good out that nobody really talks about, but it's a big thing. So anyway, I, um, that a great catch. And, and what does Ray bring to the, to the board at Encompass? Well, look, I said, you know, I joked about this with the uh, the company, right? I've, I've been in, uh, yeah, I've been in technology for 25 plus years, and I've never written a, pro- I never have been a part of a press release that had the word Titan in the uh, the title. <laughs> and I, yeah. and yeah, and I think that's, I think it was actually like, you know, I think it was, you know, it was the apropos word, right? You know, so I think, you know, I mean, Ray's obviously the wealth of knowledge that he has across the entire industry, right? I mean, if you're, if you're thinking about a domain expert to sit on your board, right? They can like, you know, help, you know, what do board members do, right? They're, they're not running the business every day, but they're there to help be a, Council, you know, on strategy, you know, help, you know, give us insight into where the industry is going, uh, you know, create connections for us in the marketplace. I mean, you know, if if you're the industry we're in, like you said, it's hard to imagine a better a better person than Ray to be on the board, you know. And I think, you know, and I think, look, Ray, he had an amazing career at uh, at Reyes, and you know, he you know retired, I think, in the last four or six months. And I think, you know, I think he looked at Encompass and said, you know, and I. And I, you know, don't want to completely put words. I mean, Ray said these words to me, like, look, we did a lot of amazing things at Reyes over the years, but we did it inside of the Reyes ecosystem, right? right? The opportunity to like come to Encompass is like to think about that idea, but like in an entirely open platform, right? That the entire industry can benefit from. And and again, it's ridiculous to say that Reyes was a small part of the industry because at 35 billion, they're <laughs> they're clearly not a small uh, part of the industry, but. But I think he's intrigued about the idea of like, you know, bringing, you know, kind of helping a company that's on the, you know, that's got the position as the industry leader from an innovation perspective, you know, to like unlock kind of, you know, that model, right, for everybody else is, you know, I mean, super interesting thing for, you know, Ray to be able to like spend time on. And we're, you know, just amazingly fortunate, like to have, you know, him as a, as an advisor to the company on this next chapter for, uh, for us at Encompass. Right. I was glad to see the news. I was, I was for well, both. Not, for I, both. I was you know, it gives them something to do. Yeah. I, I would hate know, to see Ray just know. surfing every day, you know, yeah, he is whatever. Big, he is a big surfer. I think, you know, but he's, uh, uh, but it, it sounds like, you know, Ray, and he's just a great guy. I mean, like, you uh, know, I've only, you know, I've probably known him. For, it sounds like you've known him for 20 years. I've probably known him for 20 weeks, but just a super, you know, super great guy. And uh, so, which also, right. As a board member, you know, just, you know, someone who knows their stuff, can bring a lot of value, but is also easy to work with and, uh, you know, real help to the company. I mean, it's a, kind of a grand slam for a, for a board member. Right. And that brings us to the, to the final topic and that's, uh, DSD link, which, um, and that is something that, that Reyes has been, uh, you know, forward thinking on. Reyes was a big push into Telcel back in the day, and this is the natural next extension. And when I DSD link is, is encompasses product that allows retailers to order through the internet product that then it goes to the distributor RAS system and they can fulfill the order just as if it came from the pre-salesman. Am I saying that right? Good enough. Yeah. Okay. And so to tell me about what, you know, there's been a little bit of controversy with AB coming out with B's and Proby coming out with their own kind of third-party system and others as well. How is this system different if it indeed it is? And what, what are the, you know, why should distributors consider it? Well, I will tell you this, um, t- taking it just a, a level beyond for, for a moment. A few years ago, B2B e-commerce was barely on anybody's radar. 
and then COVID hit. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, we just got to, everybody's got to get on it. And then it kind of felt like it went away, you know, as, as we kind of come out of COVID pressure was off a little bit, but when you look at the numbers and I, and I just revealed these stats um, at the MBWA conference in, in Chicago is that 10% of the beer business is done B2B e-commerce right now. And it, that was, that was a shocking statistic, even for me that I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, feel that is surprising. And is that like volume or dollar, probably volume it, um, or, in dollars in dollars, dollars. Okay. dollars on uh on b2b e-commerce and all of the apps play a role in that right so dsd link what in in our data is obviously the 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 biggest share of that pie but you know bees and pro v and they all they all even even fintech has a has a ordering app that's out there um but there's there's lots of lots of solutions to it dsd link is definitely the best right i'm not going to tell you otherwise right but, <laughs> but uh, um it's it's what b2b is able to do for for you as a retailer and and i always use this story when you're when you're the the classic beer rep and you're putting in the order it looks like this right like mm-hmm. you're the retailer i'm the beer rep flip it around right. that's what happens when dsd links in the store now the retailer is shopping for whatever they want right they whatever idea and whatever time of day that they want they're also using it as like a customer <laughs> customer support type of type of uh element too where now like you get that phone call like where's my rep who is my rep how much is my bill when is delivery you know they just do that on the phone like use the ceiling right. for that and they don't have to do all those other other things depending on just calling in and getting the answer from from a person um, and then when it comes about like learning about new products and new SKUs, this is the part that I think like we're really pushing on now is bringing the suppliers into this ecosystem to help drive those conversations through digital at retail, because it, it, it's at a point now where it's as big, if, if not bigger than, than other segments, uh, you know, however you want to break it out, like on-premise versus off-premise in some places, you know, it's e-commerce is bigger than, than on-premise, not everywhere. Right. But in, in some, some areas it is, but um, I think that's the reason why you'd want to use DSD link though, is that it, the open platform of the agnostic um, view on it, like whatever software you're using and we, we play nice with everybody. Um, we, the point is the more connected that we are as an industry, the better we are as an industry. And so we, we are doing our best to be connected everywhere as much as possible and not force you into using one thing or the other, but just have all the open options. Yeah. I'm going to do a little bit of like, I'll do a little bit of more, you know, software industry, high tech speak. Right. But I mean, if you were at, at MBWA, like, and I, and I've been with Bill when he, he, you know, we've, we've talked to lots of the major producers about these trends, you know, volume numbers, right. That, uh, that we're seeing, but I think at MBWA, you could tell that, you know, B2B e-commerce like was, you know, this is classic Silicon Valley term has crossed the chasm, right? It's not, it's not this, you know, there are a handful of early adopters that like saw big lift benefits, big operational benefits, but you can just tell by the conversations of MBO. It's, this is now not like, hmm, something I should think about. It's something you need to go do. And look, when that happens, right? Like, 
I mean, at 10% penetration, it's fine that there's multiple options out there in the marketplace, right? And Bees has had their position, Provi's got their position, we've got our position. Look, there's a big opportunity for lots of, you know, for multiple players because we're only 10% of the way into that, right? And, right. and you know, that's the way markets shake out, right? At the beginning, there's multiple players, there's multiple options, you know, and it's a good thing for, you know, for buyers. It's for, There's a lot of room for growth for everybody in the supply, supplier side. And, uh, you yeah. know, we, look, we got a couple. We got years, years for this to play out. The the great thing is that it's kind of game over about whether this is an, a science project or whether this is the way you need to go run your business, right? And uh, mm-hmm. and that clearly was the vibe that I got uh, at MBWA, and you can see it the numbers that Bill's talking about. And look, you know, options are how markets got get built, right? And so there's great options out there. Let's just go. Let's go get it and make the customers, you know, give the customers the benefit, right? Right. And some other numbers, right? The average order value up 20% year over year on DSD Link. Mm. And SKUs, the number of SKUs ordered on DSD Link is up over 20% year over year. And it's like one of the hesitations that we saw early on was like, ah, you know, there nobody's going to order new stuff. Like that is totally wrong. Like new placements are DSD Link outperforms the person, the human sales rep everywhere we go when it comes to new placements. And, it's and, really. Yeah. Well, because I could see yeah. almost like the the retailer sitting there like, well, it's my idea. You know, if, if somebody presents a new product, you'd be like, it's your idea. I, I don't know. I don't want to be sold something. But if it's your own idea, you're like, hey, this might work in my account. I'm going to go ahead and order a case, you know. And I'm assuming it does like suggested order, you know, hey, in your area, maybe this yep. brand does well or I don't know. I'll be the I'll be the broken record, right? But there's there's the lift again, right? That it's yep. not just about being efficient. It's about creating lift. I look, I guarantee you, right? All of us, you know, how many more Amazon boxes do we get at our house this year than we did like five years ago? Like we, I mean, everybody jokes about you know, oh my God, did we get like how many more boxes came today? You know, that's because of the you know, the selection in Amazon, right? And the efficiency of delivery, it turns into all of us hitting the button. It turns into consumer behavior, right? That drives growth. It's, it's exactly what Bill's talking about, that we're doing exactly the same thing, right? In in this, you know, uh, you know, industry that's just a little bit behind. Right. Uh, in terms of bringing that full fulfillment through electronic transition into place, but it's exactly the same, you know, metaphor and use case and value prop right, to everybody in the supply chain. Right. Well, at the end of that of that data presentation was like, well, why? Like, why is it up? This is what it's supposed to. Like, that's yeah. what the e-commerce app is supposed to do. Right. Like it's right. doing its job. Right. Yep. It's funny. The brewers were real against Telcel in the 90s. So we just did it anyway. And then we, we showed them that it actually worked. And then, and then they were against web ordering too, because the thing is, is do you trust the retailer? You know, they're, oh, they're going to order too much. They're going to order too little. They're not going to, the retailer, they kind of don't want to screw themselves. And also that I would, you know, there's checks I would assume and balances. So they're not going to order 10,000 cases of, you know, Pilsner or Quell by accident. So... (laughs) Very well, good. Well, buying urinal cakes online, like they're capable yeah. of buying beer online. It, it's, yeah, it's going to be okay. And I, I think that <laughs> you know the 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 controversy is like who owns the data. Like they, you know, it's it, it, the distributor is is rightly so. I think protective of their data, and they don't they don't want their competitors to get it, especially. But in some cases, they don't even want their supplier to have. I guess those days are over. They're, you know, everybody's getting your sales data. That that horse has left the barn. But uh, all right, well, that's interesting. Anything else I'm missing, uh, gentlemen? That uh, 
Oh, oh I know what. I, Pat, where, Patrick, where did you uh, come from? Tell us yeah. about yourself a little bit. Sure. You know, um, you know, I think that's kind of the great, it's the kind of the perfect evolution of this whole market, right? So I'm a, you know, I'm a long time, I'm a classic, you know, enterprise software guy, right? So I spent 15 years in Silicon Valley. I spent the last 15 years in Austin, Texas, you know, basically building, you know, building enterprise software platforms, right? You know, a variety of different places. Yeah. And I think that's kind of indicative of exactly, it's kind of the microcosm of this whole transition, right? I mean, this, this RAS market was a very uh, super, you know, a super, um, interesting market for people who lived inside the industry, right? But again, as data opens up, as the supply chain opens up, as sort of this e-commerce thing crosses the chasm, right? All of a sudden, it's like you know what? This isn't just a little you know boutique industry for the for the beverage world. This is actually now becoming has the potential to become a massive platform that sits across sits next to any other software uh, category, right? And I think that's the you know, the opportunity, you know, obviously, I think investors have started to see that, right? You see the activity, you know, in this world, because like, people see that, you know, investors see that there's a lot of growth and return uh, opportunity, but it's also opening up the opportunity for people like, you know, myself, right? And, you know, to kind of, you know, I say it all the time, right? I, I've spent years and years like selling, you know, uh, and building enterprise software that we sold to large banks and insurance companies, you know, that had big IT shops. And look, it was a great, you know, that was a great career, but I never thought thought that I could take all that experience and bring it to an industry like this. It's just frankly so much, you know, so fun to be a part of, right? It's hard work, but it's a great industry to be a part of, right? And I think, I think that's the, it's all goes back to this whole of crossing in the chasm of like what's happening in this industry is that now it's a place where people like Bill and, and yourself and others here at Encompass who know the industry so well, right, and have been part of the kind of the boutique of this industry. Um, now we can like actually bring that together with people like maybe myself and others who are like, hey, we've built big time software companies. And like that combination, um, you know, is kind of super exciting, right, to like take, you know, the best practices of, of beverage and distribution and production uh, and bring that together with maybe best practice from people who built big software companies and, you know, and build an even more exciting, you know, you know software company in the, in the years to come. So I'm super right. excited to be here. So, you know, it's, uh, in, it's great to spend more time in Colorado. I live in Austin, but I spent a lot of time here now and, um, yeah, we have a thousand, uh, for, you know, thousand great customers across the whole industry space and a great company. It's super, super fun time to be here. That's great. That's great. Well, welcome to the industry. And Austin's, uh, we're based in San Antonio, but we, uh, Jen lives in all, we have employees in Austin's and yep. up there a lot. It's, um, and Fort Collins is kind of Austin 30 years ago. You know? It is. I think um, you're right. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, they're great towns. I've spent a lot of time in both places and, yeah, uh, absolutely. It, it is a great industry and it's unique because it's because there are a thousand customers that operate similarly but not exactly the same yep and they all have the same kind of challenges and issues and and i know that you know and bill i know you know especially that every distributor thinks that they invented distribution <laughs> and, and that they are very very unique in the way they go to market until you get there and, you know, I mean, listen, when I worked for a distributor, I thought we were special too. So, you know, it, 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 everybody is special, but um, it is, you know, solving these kind of challenges is, it, to me, it's an existential thing for the three tier okay. system and the independent middle tier. 
because um, you got to take on these skews, man. You got to look at non-elk. You got to look at wine. You got to look at take, you know, all the different configurations and it's complex. Let the machine do it for you. There's yeah. a reason we have robots. They're going to run us all anyway. We might as well let them do the work. And yeah. so, <laughs> again, I'm giving a speech. I need to let you guys well, go. We're going well, to. I would just, I would just add, Harry, because you just said that, you know, and I think people don't realize about Encompass, like to kind of Encompass 2022, right? Is that we operated all three tiers, right? So we've talked a lot about DSD Link and what's happening at the retail level. Obviously, people know us for the hundreds of distributors that have been, you know, with the company for you know decades. But you know, you may not even know, right? We have like 250 brewers that are, uh, you know, that are part of the Encompass family, and we recently brought 700 wineries uh, into the Encompass family, right? So we have 900 producers, you know, that are sitting at, you know, that tier in combination with hundreds of distributors and then the reach all the way into retail. And to your point, it's kind of a long, it's kind of a long game, but all those, you know, all those players, you know, have vested interests in, in, in talking to each other, right? And whether that's on a single platform or not, but the convergence of wine and beer and non-alc, I mean, that is all happening, right? And we are trying to position ourselves to not, you know, not just connect the three tiers of beer, but actually bring that convergence, you know, connect the three tiers across that convergence, which just, you know, obviously, like you said many times, the complexity and the skews and all the things that go into that convergence that's happening every day is a super, it's a super cool problem to work on, but it's also a real business problem for everybody at all, all three layers of the system. And, and that's a big part, frankly, you know, we're, we're, we're cranking out Raz and doing a great job in uh, distribution every day. But the big picture is like, you know, again, what those thousand plus customers do uh, as part of the Encompass network. Right. Cause you can't get around the fact that beer is heavy. You just can't. No, yeah, I mean, that part's not going to change, right? Not, right. not unless gravity. You cannot, yeah, you, know. you cannot digitize. I don't think yeah. anybody can digitize <laughs> beer anytime soon. Right. Hard to scale. Um, all right, guys. Well, thanks for being on, and uh, right. we'll shout at you, and uh, we'll see you next year, probably. Right. Great to meet you. We'll see you. Thank you. Thank you.